Welcome one and all. This is Robert Rogers. I am the founder of Parkinson's Recovery. I have an exciting program today. It's really a reflection of much of the research that I have done over the past decade in being able to better understand the factors that cause the symptoms associated with the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease and once you identify those causes, the treatments and the therapies that really make a huge difference in helping people reverse those symptoms. And then I also have a quite exciting announcement to make. We are convening a jump start to recovery program in Washington State in the exotic resort of Alderbrook, which is in Union, Washington. It has taken me literally years to find this particular site to hold a Jumpstart to Recovery program. I've quite frankly held off in scheduling anything because I just couldn't find a venue that I felt comfortable with. But this is a wonderful healing experience for everyone. And after lots of negotiation, I've gotten an incredibly low rate for the hotel. So I'll be answering questions and making sure that all of you know the details of that Jumpstart to Recovery program, which is quite a marvelous opportunity for everyone. But first, what I'd like to do is to have a discussion for you about the issue of treating symptoms versus and or finding the causes. So let's move to the question of treating symptoms. That's what everyone does. I do it, you do it, we all do it. The fact is when a troubling symptom emerges, we really have an urgency to do something about it. The question what's causing that particular symptom winds up taking a second seat to the need to literally suppress the symptom or sedate the symptom. So I'm glad that we do have some therapies out there. Most of them are offered by medical professionals who have some prescription medications available that do suppress and sedate certain symptoms. After all, if a problem is impeding functionality, it really is important that we get pretty quick relief from that. For example, if we can't type or if we can't write, if we can't talk and we're in a job that requires that we give lectures, or if we're having difficulty walking and we're in an athletic kind of an occupation, clearly in order to be able to even keep our jobs, we've got to find some ways to suppress those symptoms. So again, the, the good news is, for those of you listening, uh, clearly there are some medicines and medications and even surgeries that have provided relief for some people. So basically, the the thought, and there's nothing to be ashamed of for this. I've had it many times in my lifetime. The thought is, I really don't care what is causing the symptom that I'm experiencing. I just want this to go away right now. And part of it is, it can be an overwhelm. We really just can't tolerate it anymore. And so the feeling is, I don't care what it takes. I just need to get something so that I can make this disappear. 
So treating symptoms is in high demand from all of us, myself included, when symptoms get particularly problematic. And so there are good reasons why we make that choice. There are, as I'm sure all of you are aware, some problems and difficulties that can and ultimately will emerge when that's the only course of action that we pursue. The first issue that I think is probably one of the most problematic is that when we decide to take, for example, a prescription medication or even a supplement that we're hoping uh, will control or suppress or sedate whatever symptoms we are experiencing, we are actually giving up partial, if not full, control over our recovery program. So we're assuming that the recovery will succeed because we're taking a medication or because someone else, we're depending on someone else for the answers. I believe that the most important step that anybody can make on the road to recovery as we journey down it is to maintain control over each and every step that you take. Now, the reason control is really so, so important is that trauma lies at the core of many people's symptoms. When we're traumatized, we have no control. We lose total control. And so control winds up being a pretty large and dominant issue for many people who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms. So when we give up control, we literally wind up re-traumatizing ourselves. I'm suggesting then that a key consideration, no matter what steps you take in your recovery, is to always maintain control over each and every decision that you make. There are several places you can go to uh, programs, recovery programs, and I must say they're all very different, and to me they all seem to have a number of excellent modules and components of these recovery programs. And so I would support many of them. But, of course, if you're doing it because you feel as though the program itself is the solution, in other words, you're giving up control to the program, then it really won't concede. But if you are doing it because deep inside you know that is the right program for you, then it will succeed. Now, what is also a problem with focusing on treating symptoms rather than exploring some of the causes? Well, another problem is that you will, if you make the choice only to treat symptoms, to treat them for the rest of your life. Remember, when you're taking these prescription medications, they're not addressing causes. They're literally suppressing and sedating the symptoms. So in terms of the functionality of the body, no matter whether we take a supplement or prescription medication, the body is going to take some of that and do hopefully something really good with it so that you feel better. But remember, there's going to be a toxic residue from that medication. There's a toxic residue for everything that we put into our body. So as we're beginning to treat ourselves with medicines or supplements, uh, we're going to discover that over time we're going to need more and more of that in order to get the same result. And so that means the residue toxins from the medicines wind up creating even more of an overload on the body. 
And of course, that's a key reason why the symptoms get worse is the body literally is trying to discharge too many toxins and handle too many jobs. We only have one body. We don't have a thousand bodies. And so the body is a miracle. It can get rid of all the toxins. But the problem is when there's a buildup of the toxins, the body winds up saying, I can't handle this, and it will throw the toxins to the extremities. So the toxins wind up going to our heads, which, by the way, is an extremity, to our fingers, to our hands, and to our feet as well. So the reality is that treating forever, for some people, works just fine because these medicines can actually succeed for as long as 20 years for some people, sometimes even longer. But for other people, uh, they don't. Now, a third issue with treating the symptoms, sedating the symptoms with whatever choices you make is there are side effects to these. And, of course, sometimes the side effects are as bad, if not worse, than the symptom itself. So some people choose to then find other medications to treat the side effects. And as you can just imagine, that's an escalating nightmare for most people. That's actually what my mother wound up doing. Uh, the reason I really am so enthusiastic and have such a passion for being able to find natural options that help people reverse the symptoms of Parkinson's is she was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And my mother would start with one medication and decide that because she had a particular symptom like depression, she would need a second and then a third and then a fourth. In other words, she wound up treating not only her own symptoms but the side effects of the medications at the time when she actually had a stroke. I think she was taking 12 prescription medications, and quite frankly, I think she was popping those pills literally throughout the day, not even aware of how much that she was taking. So it felt to me as though the reason why she had the stroke, which caused her death, is because she really was taking so many medications at the same time that had so many side effects and then there was no solution for her because she had chosen to simply treat the side effects with more medications. So as a researcher, I decided, well, I think one of the choices I can make is to focus my energies on identifying options that can help people reverse the symptoms of Parkinson's. Now, there's nothing bad or wrong about medications themselves. So you can see by my story uh, regarding my mom's awful fate is that the problem wasn't the medication itself. The problem was her behavior and the fact that she literally got addicted to a lot of what she was actually taking. Now, of course, the, the final issue for treating symptoms is that the treatments really don't work uh, for some people, if not many people. So many people try the medications and they really don't work. And for those of you that have called in and connected in, it may be that you fall into that category, is that you, like myself and everyone else, is going to first start with seeing if you can't treat the symptoms. But those medications really didn't do what it was that you and your doctor hoped that they would actually do. So uh, an option to consider is to say, okay, uh, nothing wrong with treating symptoms. Many of you may be aware that I just released last week a book that's entitled Treatments for Tremors. So I, for one, believe that uh, treating symptoms really does make sense, particularly for a symptom like tremors. 
And the reason is that when we have tremors, or with anyone has tremors, it creates more stress. And stress lies at the foundation of the symptoms themselves. So if you have the problem of tremors and you're not able to find anything to at least temporarily sedate them, then you're going to be in pretty much a permanent state of stress. And that, again, even makes the symptoms worse and worse and worse. So that's a vicious cycle that's only going to spiral downward. So I decided that not just because I had so many people who asked the question, but because it would serve a need. I wrote the book, Treatments for Tremors, and in this particular book, I I spent, I have to tell you, months and months just going back to listen to a number of radio shows that I had aired with these marvelous guests, and I would think to myself, can I remember whether or not this person talked about tremors or not? So all the doctors and the psychologists and the researchers and everybody else, and so when I could remember, when I looked back at my notes, that, yeah, yeah, they did address that particular question. I went back. I listened to what they said. I then wrote up their recommendation, and then that became the Treatments for Tremors book. And so I've got lots of references in that book to the radio shows, which, if you don't know, they are all archived and recorded so I pay quite a bit of money every year to be able to have that service available to each of you. So uh, if that's an issue for you, if you get the actual download of treatments for tremors, you'll see in the footnotes there are just lots of links to click on. Some of them are audios or videos. Some of them are actual radio show links. And so you click on the link and you can actually hear the whole show. So if you see a recommendation that, I'm, that I've written up and you're thinking to yourself, well, I want to know a little bit more about that, well, you can just listen to the whole radio show. And then if you want to go a step further, well, you can obviously contact the expert that I've interviewed and get even more information. So there's a wealth of resources in that particular wonderful little resource that I created. Again, it took me forever <laughs> to be able to write that up. But I just am saying this because I really do believe that it is important not just to find the causes but to treat the symptoms, uh, particularly for some symptoms such as tremors. But, of course, my passion is to work in a different place. And in that passion, I've always been curious about, well, what really lies at the causes of the symptoms of Parkinson's disease? Now, what we initially discovered in the early years of my research is that there really are an amazingly large number of physical causes of these symptoms. I was really overwhelmed. I quite frankly thought when I started my research program that what I would be able to do is I would be able to identify perhaps several primary causes of the neurological symptoms that are associated with the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. I really thought that that's where the research would yield. So uh, the fact is that many people hold, and this really, I believe, speaking as a researcher, is a simplistic belief that the only problem is a deficiency of dopamine. Well, what the research revealed is, well, that's a very small part of a lot of the complexity that is implicated when a person experiences Parkinson's symptoms. 
the list of possible factors that cause the symptoms that I have identified over the last 10 years is really almost unbelievable. Of course, uh, toward the top of that list winds up being exposure to toxins. The research has identified one toxin after another that winds up being implicated in creating these neurological symptoms that, again, that are, happen to be associated with the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. So you can do a, a check on, on yourself uh, of research studies and toxins as they're connected to Parkinson's, and you'll be pretty quickly convinced that, yeah, toxins are a big factor. If you've ever done gardening and you've used pesticides such as Roundup, guess what? you are exposed to a toxin that is associated with the neurological symptoms of a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Were you a person who served in Vietnam, you more than likely happened to be exposed to Agent Orange. Now, it took them 35 years to finally admit that exposure to Agent Orange did create and aggravate the symptoms of Parkinson's. So now people who are veterans of Vietnam actually do get compensation for that. So clearly the research demonstrates Agent Orange is a factor. Have you ever been a photographer and in your youth put your hands in the developing solution? Well, guess what? You clearly were exposed to toxins as well. Well, I could go on and on with my list. There are clearly many toxic substances in building materials, in soaps and detergents that exist out there in the world today. We also have exposure to something that's rather new here in the universe over the last 25 years, and of course that's electromagnetic exposure. So cell phones are creating significant problems that are neurologically grounded. There is an extensive body of research that is well known in Europe and very little known here in the United States that use of cell phones does cause serious illnesses. At the top of that list, as it turns out, is brain tumors. Of course, that's not our focus here but keep in mind that use of a smartphone, particularly close to your body, uh, quite frequently can cause neurological havoc. Uh, riding in a hybrid car that has a lot of batteries, that also can create quite a few problems. Smart uh, meters on electrical systems can also create difficulties, as, again, has been clearly demonstrated in research studies, mostly that have been done over in Europe. The solar flares create problems. I mean, we're exposed left and right. We we actually don't even have to walk outside the door of our residence. Even exposure inside the residence is problematic. As you all know, Fukushima blew up here recently. Well, the radiation is still moving over here, particularly to the West Coast. So we've got exposure right and left. So one of the causes that I think a lot of people tend to not be conscious of is current exposure to toxins, broadly defined. And by being able to recognize that exposure and then eliminating that exposure, some people have found a remarkable reduction in the symptoms that they actually experience. So one of the types of uh, modules in Jumpstart to Recovery that I think is one of the more important ones is 
to provide a comprehensive way to do a checklist over everything that you're actually exposed to. And what you want to do is to eliminate bad exposure. So, for example, if you're using laundry detergent that has toxic substances, you need to stop using that detergent. There are green laundry detergents. There are these little devices that are crystals that you can put into your laundry. There are lots of safe ways to wash your laundry. There are cleaning substances that are green and safe and have no toxins whatsoever. And by the way, many people have the belief that, well, shoot, if you use something green, it's not going to work. That's not true, I'm here to tell you. We've got a green substance that we use to clean up our sinks and our countertops and our bathtubs that works far, far, far better than any of the toxic cleaning agents that we've used in the past. So that belief, that thought form is clearly not true. Now, I think that one of the ways to approach this particular issue, and again, the issue Bartley defined is, okay, what's really causing your symptoms is to set the intention to figure this out yourself. Now, you're going to probably think, what is this? Is this guy crazy or what? Well, not really, because when I begin to think about it is important for you to maintain control over your recovery program, then how do you do that if you believe that the only way for you to figure out what's causing your symptoms is to find a consultation or get some lab tests that are done that will reveal that particular result? In other words, it'll tell you what's wrong. Well, that's one way to go, to be sure, and I'm thankful that we have so many talented and qualified healthcare professionals out there that do these kinds of tests. But the reality is your body is giving you actually all the information that you need that will tell you what the issues are inside the organs of your body. You're thinking, well, what do you mean that my body is telling me? Well, in the Jumpstart to Recovery uh, course in our training program, uh, I've created all of these different ways that you can use to get confirmation of really what are the physical issues that you're confronting that are creating the symptoms that you currently experience. So let me give you a brief preview of what I've discovered is these are golden ways of being able to get information. Many of them you do themselves and they cost absolutely nothing. All right, one of the ways is called iridology. And this particular idea is that you can literally look at the whites and the pupils of your eyes. The distortions in the whites and the pupils of your eyes, whether they are spots or what you might describe as bloodlines, actually are indications of imbalances in your body. So the physical location of each organ has an identical placement in each of the eyes, the left and the right eye. For example, the kidneys and the gallbladder have a very specific location at the bottom part of your eyes. So what you can do is get a chart of the eyes and the uh, identity of where the organs are actually located, and then you can literally look at a mirror 
look at the whites of your eyes and you can say, well, okay, the chart says my gallbladder is here. Let me see if I've got any particular mark or spot on my eye in that particular area. Now, of course, it may be a little awkward for you to look at your own eyes, so the second possibility is you can take pictures of your eyes, literally just snapshots, use your camera or your smartphone. You look to the left so that you can get a good view of what's there on the right part of the eye. Look to the right so that you can get a good look at what's on the left part of the eye, etc., etc. Then you take those pictures and then you compare them to the charts to see where the distortions are. You can also go to an iridologist. So if you go to a medical doctor, you're talking three, four, five hundred dollars minimum for just a visit. Go to an iridologist, and a lot of them will charge as little as seventy-five or a hundred dollars for a, an hour or longer consultation. Now that's that's the choice that I made. I thought I'm going to just go to somebody who's had all the training and who knows what to look for. And so I got some incredible information from my own consultation from that particular specialist. So the eyes tell all. And guess what? Our teeth tell all, too, believe it or not. So there's also a specific affiliation for each tooth of an organ or a set of organs in our body. So basically, if you know what teeth have been problematic, which teeth had to be pulled, which teeth were infected, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that tells you what the organs are that were compromised in your body. So you can literally do a thorough analysis of what prob- dental problems that you've had, and that will give you rich information about the imbalances that are probably long-standing in your body. The next possibility is your feet. Now, a lot of people think the feet are just necessary for us to be able to stand and walk, but actually there are connections to each of the organs in our body that have local identifications at different points in the feet. Many of you may know of this particular specialty as reflexology. And Randy Eady is a person who has been on the radio show several times. He's known as the Foot Whisperer, and Randy knows better than anybody that you can get incredible diagnostic information and healing assistance by paying better attention to your feet. Now, how can your feet tell you what's wrong? Well, where are the sore spots on your feet when you touch those spots? Well, if it's sore, if it's tender, that's the that's the key about what's really wrong in your body. That sore spot connects to some organ. It may be a liver, it may be a gallbladder, it may be a kidney, who knows. But that's going to tell you the organ system that for you needs a special attention and tender, loving care. Okay, we've talked about the eyes, we've talked about the teeth, we've talked about the feet. Guess what? Your voice also gives really all the information you need that will tell you what's out of balance. So that particular technology is called bioacoustics. So if I were to take a recording of my voice right now for just 20 seconds and put it through a little program, I'd be able to see what is out of range in my body. It will tell me what vitamins I'm deficient in, in, what perhaps substances I have an overabundance in, and also what genetic dispositions I might have. It tells you what organs are compromised. It's really quite incredible. So I've had several radio shows that I've aired with the person who's probably the international expert in 
bioacoustics. Her name is Sherry Edwards, so you can uh, connect into the radio show programs. This has been several years ago, and you can listen to some of my discussions with her. The interesting revelations uh, from Sherry's work, who's also experienced symptoms of Parkinson's, winds up being that when she does an analysis of some of the people who called in during my show, what she discovers is they don't have a deficiency of dopamine. They have an overabundance of dopamine, which is in itself causing some problems. So dopamine itself is really a minor issue when it comes to identifying whatever causes might be present. Now, Sherry Edwards used her own little technology to solve the problem that she was experiencing, which were symptoms that were particularly problematic. She apparently couldn't function, and I don't think she could even talk. She lost her voice. So uh, she, as best she could, I guess she sort of whispered and got a recording and did a little analysis, and she identified the primary issue for her that was affecting her Parkinson's symptoms wound up being eating genetically modified wheat. She got that result and she decided, okay, that's what my results say from my voice profile. I'm going to stop eating genetically modified wheat. Two weeks later, symptoms had resolved. She was back to normal. So bioacoustic voice profiling can give you rich information about what's wrong. Now, you can actually connect in to her website and she does a little happy hour for free voice profile. Now, it doesn't get better than that. So you can call in and you can do a little uh, discussion for 20 seconds. She'll take a recording and she'll give you some pretty quick insights into what might be out of range in your body. So it's a great resource. It's a wonderful service that she provides to people with Parkinson's. And she has a special interest in helping people with Parkinson's because, again, that's been her issue as well. Now, another system that I've identified that I think can be particularly useful is if you know where the symptom actually emerged in your body. In other words, was it in your ring finger or your pinky finger or your thumb? You can actually trace the meridian that's connected to that. That'll tell you what the primary organ was that was compromised. For symptoms of Parkinson's, the organs that oftentimes wind up floating to the top in terms of those that are compromised wind up being the gallbladder. That's the organ that's going to affect the mobility challenges and the restrictions and the cramping. The liver winds up being an organ that's going to create the loss of energy. So when you really feel like you just don't have enough energy to do anything, probably the liver is compromised. And, of course, if toxins are at issue, then the kidneys are clearly going to be compromised as well. So meridian tracking, uh, tracing can be particularly insightful for being able to figure out what's really at issue. You can also muscle test. Uh, and so in the Jumpstart to Recovery course, we've got some extensive discussions of how you can teach yourself to muscle test things yourself. And you can go through your whole body, and you can identify through muscle testing what's out of range. Now, one of the best parts of all of this is if you do several of these, what you're going to discover is there is some confirmation. So what one particular analysis will tell you, for example, if you're looking at the sensitive spots on your feet 
in figuring out what organs they connect to. And then if you decide to do a little meridian tracing or maybe you call in to get a voice profile, what you're going to discover is, my God, they're all saying the same thing. I mean, there might be a little difference here and there, don't get me wrong, but the primary message is going to actually be uh, the same. So for those of you that are listening to my discussion thinking, well, wait a minute, is that could that really be true? Could you really see imbalances in the body through the little bloodlines in the eyes? I mean, that sounds a little wild to me, or through your teeth or your feet or your voice. Well, in a way, it does sound a little bit wild, and I must admit that I was a bit skeptical. But when I began to really do all of this myself, I couldn't believe the confirmations that I got. So what you see from inspecting your eyes is going to basically be the same result that you get when you go to a reflexologist, for example, and when the reflexologist touches a sore spot on your foot, just ask them, well, what does that connect to? And you're going to realize, wow, well, that was the same kind of issue that I found when I did a little inspection of what was at issue in my eyes. So in other words, do a couple of them anyway, and you're going to find you're going to get confirmation. So if you have any uncertainty or suspicions that any of this really has any validity, then go ahead and So I'm back, and I apologize for that interruption. This happens sometimes in this particular technology when they knock me out and may knock you out. What you have to do is to call back in. I assure you, I'm not using a free system. I pay quite a bit of money for this, but still, uh, they tend to knock us off, and so we just have to call back in. If it happens again, hang in there. I'll be back with a continuation of my discussion. My apologies. So finally, uh, clearly uh, you can do the eyes, the teeth, the feet, the voice, meridian uh, tracing. You can also do saliva tests. I've written a little book I'm really very proud of, which is titled, What is Wrong with Me? I wrote that because what I wanted to do is to explain the assessment that I get. It's called Bioenergetic Assessment. And I've gotten this now for the last 10 or 11 or 12 years, and it's made a big difference in my health in being able to maintain my energy level and, and my health. And so I wrote this little book uh, to be able to explain the difference between bioenergetic assessments and the standard medical testing. I like it for a lot of reasons. Uh, when you do this particular test, you get knowledge about everything in your body that is out of balance. So talking about being efficient, from just a little saliva sample, uh, you can really find out everything. So I've said the body says everything, and it really does. 
So I've done this particular test now eight times, and when I got my initial results back in 2000 from my doctor, Dr. Faber, I had to say to her, Dr. Faber, how in the world could I still be alive? <laughs> because I, there were so many toxins in my body. I, I can't begin to list the number of bacterial infections and viruses that I had. Uh, I was amazed that I was still able to function. And at the time, I was teaching at the university uh, a couple of classes. So uh, she laughed and said, well, these things happen. We're all exposed to toxins. It'll just take a little time for you to be able to get back into balance, which, of course, wound up being the case. So if you want to know about more about that particular uh, technology, it's all described in my little book. And by the way, I've had several interviews with Dr. Faber on my radio show, so you don't have to get the book. Uh, you can actually listen to those shows to be able to learn more about that. You can get a sample of your hair. One person that actually asked a question uh, did get a hair sample from their doctor. That can be a great uh, source of information, particularly about toxins. When you're getting blood samples, they're oftentimes not going to show up the toxins because the toxins only hang around in the blood for most of them, uh, 48 hours, give or take. Hair samples are a little better because the toxins seem to be embedded in the hair much longer so one technology that uses uh, samples of hair is a technology that's known as nutritional balancing. And again, that's a guest that I had on the radio show, Dr. Larry Wilson. And there's also a person who is an expert who's done a lot of, of these kinds of samples for people with Parkinson's whose name is uh, Harper. Uh, and Christian Harper uh, gave a presentation at the Santa Fe Summit, uh, Parkinson's Recovery Summit, uh, and she does hair samples for people. And so that tells you the nutritional kind of approach that your body needs, and they make recommendations for detoxing, et cetera, et cetera. So that's an excellent causal uh, way to get information about what's going on. And then finally, there's another technology that's really very new. Uh, it's called Biontology. And this particular technology uh, basically uses a, a little probe to check through the meridians of the body. So it looks at distortions in the light, and they can tell from just that what the organs are that are compromised and are not functioning as they should. So there's lots of different ways of being able to determine causes. When you get medical tests, what you're doing is you're focusing on a particular question. So what the doctor wants to know is, well, uh, let's look at the presence of various vitamins in the body, and, and they can do a great job with that. Uh, but that's focused. In other words, it just gives you that information. These other systems are much more holistic, so they can give you lots of information at either no cost or very little cost indeed. Now, once you figure out the cause, uh, physically speaking, you can then, it seems to me, begin to really focus on some therapies that will address that particular cause. So keep in mind, if you're going to just treat the symptoms with some kind of an L-DOPA supplement, uh, you're not going to address the issue of, for example, toxins. And so I think one of the uh, really helpful steps that people can take is to make a, make a uh, pause in your recovery program and to say, okay, wait a minute, let me really investigate systematically what might be the factors that are causing my particular symptoms. Once you identify the causes, and there may be quite a few, 
you can then get to work in helping the body get back into balance. Now, what is underneath all of these physical issues? Okay, so the physical issues are one kind of a problem, and that's obviously what's smacking you in the face right now. But what's underneath all of that? You see, the body knows how to get rid of toxins. It's not as if it doesn't know how to do that. So why in the world did these neurological symptoms actually emerge? Well, in the end, my research has revealed there are some pillars that wind up creating a continual and perpetual symptomatic problem for people. And the first issue, and these are all the foundations of the Jumpstart to Recovery course and also the program that we're going to be sponsoring in Alderbrook in November, the first pillar is the problem of our thinking. Our thoughts are either our greatest gift, and that's where we get most of our power from. They allow us to manifest our heart's desire. Or if our thoughts are negative and in the valley of negativity, then they're going to be our worst enemy, and they will ensure that our symptoms continue day in and day out, week in and week out. So it's important to transform our thinking or our thoughts and also to challenge any false beliefs. So, for example, some people have this idea, and they get it from various sources, that the Parkinson's disease is, quote, degenerative what a horrible word well if if you're going to embrace that particular thought then i can assure you that's exactly what will happen thoughts are the most powerful force in the universe they are what really created the universe in the first place so don't discount the fact that when all of a sudden you have a thought that suggest you're never going to get better well if you if you continue to hold that thought that is exactly what will happen so we spend time and effort and energy providing some of the books and downloads and materials i do lots of videos in the jumpstart course that provide some foundations for how to transform thoughts we've got a whole process that we've created for people where you can take the thoughts that are not in your best and highest good and then use that to actually create a restorative statement, a statement that you can read to yourself every day that, in fact, will transform your thinking so that you can reverse your symptoms. Now, another factor that winds up, I think, being a primary issue winds up being trauma. People who experience neurological symptoms are uh, people who oftentimes have significant traumas throughout their lifetime. Now, these traumas can come from many, many different sources. They can come from the time of your birth. Did you have a cesarean section? Well, you were traumatized. Um, what happened during your birth? What happened during the time when you were in embryo? Was that particular time a time when your parents were having challenges or difficulties? Was there wartime during that particular period so that people were very anxious and stressed? Even before we were born, we're traumatized. And then, of course, during childhood, there are many traumas that people experience. And then there can also be physical traumas. But then that's not the end of the story. It's not just traumas in childhood. We can have recent traumas that provoke our symptoms. 
One of the questions I oftentimes ask people who call and like, like to have either a consultation or a discussion about their issue is the following. I'll say, well, how long have you experienced the symptoms? And the answer might be five years. I'll then say, what was happening about six months or a year before the symptoms actually emerged? And I can't begin to tell you. I guess 95% at least of the people answer with some kind of traumatic event or experience. And that might consist of a horrible job experience, a boss that was traumatizing in themselves, could be a physical accident, could be the loss of a family member that was untimely, could be many, many different reasons. Um, it can be a person who had to testify in a court as an expert witness, and that in itself was a traumatic experience because the lawyers came after their credibility and their professionalism and wound up uh, really disparaging uh, their their personhood. So the types of trauma can be manifold. They can occur from the moment of inconception to just this morning. People in our lives can traumatize ourselves with the horrible things that they might be accusing us of. So trauma is huge, and of course that's related to stress. What we know about the symptoms of Parkinson's is when you're stressed, your symptoms are going to be off the charts, and when you're not stressed, the symptoms will not be problematic. So the two are married to one another. And again, at the Jumpstart course and also a big kind of an intervention that we make for folks that come to our hands-on live face-to-face Jumpstart to Recovery program in Alderbrook in Washington State that we'll convene in November will be to release trauma. No reason to hold it because it gets embedded at the cellular level. It, it sticks to the cells like glue, literally. And so what you need to do is set the intention to release all of the traumas of your life. And once those are released, the physical kinds of symptoms that you're experiencing will all of a sudden not be held in place by those traumas. Now, another factor that some people intuitively are aware of that's a big factor winds up being entanglements in family systems. And by this, I mean a number of different things. But the reality is that a child will take on suffering and guilt and even a disease from a parent or a grandparent out of love. It's a huge dynamic and it's one of the reasons why people do all the right things to reverse their symptoms but never seem to recover. The reason is that there's an entanglement in that system that has not been unraveled. So at the Jumpstart to Recovery actual program in Alderbrook, we will do family constellations. And that will allow for those who would like to be able to do them an opportunity to see the entanglement in their family, to recognize it, and then to untangle it. So Family Constellations is also a part of what we'll do, uh, and it's also a part, of course, the course. I've got a whole system that I introduced in the course of being able to show you how you can identify entanglements in your own families yourself. It's really, it's really quite fun. It's quite engaging, and the results can be really useful in being able to help really uh, you to be able to get into a place where you're freed up from those entanglements and there is then that pillar that no longer supports these physical symptoms that you actually experience. I got really interested in exploring thought forms and traumas and family entanglements because 
I was disappointed that more people were, were not able to completely reverse their symptoms. And then I realized, oh, well, that's what's really holding all of this in place. So you can spend lots of energy in trying to treat the symptoms, or even if you find the physical causes, you can work on addressing those physical causes. But at the foundation of all of the symptoms winds up being the thought forms that are basically not in your best and highest good and that are sustaining the symptoms, second of all, traumas that have not been released, and family entanglements that are holding the symptoms in place. And then finally, a uh, key component of the course that I already mentioned to you, the Jumpstart to Recovery course, is ways for you to identify exposure to toxins because a lot of people keep thinking, okay, yeah, toxins, maybe that's something that I was exposed to 10 years ago because I was doing a lot of gardening at the time. Well, yeah, chances are there are toxins that are embedded because of that exposure, but chances are, too, you may be exposed to toxins today that are ensuring that you're not going to be able to reverse those symptoms. So you have to remove exposure to these toxins. You literally have to lighten the load that you're having to experience that's basically dragging your whole system down into the gutter, so to speak. Now, what I also want to do is move to make sure that every, before I actually address the questions that have been submitted, I want to make sure everybody knows uh, that I just signed a contract on Thursday of last week to convene a Jump Start to Recovery program, two-and-a-half-day program, at the incredibly healing resort at Alderbrook, which is in Union, Washington. There's a pretty wonderful discussion that I've worked now the last several days uh, where we took some videos. I went out to Alderbrook on Thursday and took some videos out there so you can see what that particular resort looks like. And we've got a lot of discussion about the content of the program that you'll actually be able to experience. So what you can get by being able to not only uh, get the benefits of being at Alderbrook November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in Union, Washington, but you're going to also be able to get access to the full course, the Jumpstart to Recovery course. And that's something I'm still building now because I'm still shooting all the videos. But this course is going to be absolutely spectacular because we're going to give you all the details about, for example, how you identify the causes. So I've got all these refer these wonderful references and these explanations that are written as well as those that you'll see me give either through audio explanations as you hear now or through videos of me talking about them. And then they're basically on the Udemy, you can access all of these training materials from your computer or from your smartphone. It's really quite wonderful. And so we'll have that up and running by the time the Alderbrook program commences. So in October, you're going to get access to all of those materials, and they are extensive. We're talking hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of videos and programs and radio shows and all sorts of other connections. So it's a very organized program that gives you a clear way to transform thoughts, to release traumas, to unravel family entanglements, to identify toxins that are present in your body, and to identify the causes uh, that are provoking the symptoms that you currently experience. Uh, and uh, well, by the way, we also have an a, uh, early bird special on Jumpstart to Recovery. It's really quite amazing 
it's only $225. Now, it took me several years, uh, actually, to be able to find this site for Jumpstart to Recovery. One of the reasons that Deborah and I have not convened a Jumpstart to Recovery is I really couldn't find a place to convene it. My experience in uh, attending a lot of the Parkinson's events um, has been really actually pretty horrible. They tend to be convened in these large hotels that are near airports. Uh, there are no windows. Uh, they feed you lots of sugar. Uh, there's no really experiential component, uh, and they're anything but healing. Uh, I got so depressed at the last event that I went. I'd gone to eight events straight in a row and gotten some certainly benefit from some of the instruction that was given, but uh, I got so depressed and so stressed that I haven't gone back. I just couldn't do it. And so one of the things that I have set the intention to do is if I'm going to hold a Jumpstart to Recovery program, it will be in an environment that allows for authentic healing from the inside out to occur. In other words, anybody who comes is going to have an authentic, genuine, revolutionary healing experience. And so finally, I identified this resort does the trick. It really is quite a magical place. So be sure to look at the videos on the Jumpstart website because it really, to me, is quite frankly spectacular. Now, one of the reasons that I decided to convene this on November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd is because I could negotiate with the hotel an incredibly low rate. I mean, we're talking per night $109.00. And each of the rooms, you can fit three persons in. So you can go with a couple of roommates. You're talking about spending 40 bucks a night for the room. And this, again, is a luxurious resort hotel. So I thought, wow, that's the best deal ever. And, of course, I had to sign a contract for that for our group. But I thought, that's the deal of a lifetime. But there's another reason that I actually decided to convene the Jumpstart to Recovery program, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And the reason is this. That, as it turns out, is exactly the time when the salmon run. So they run up from the Hood Canal, and the resort is right on the Hood Canal. It's right on the water. The salmon run up a little stream that's right next to the resort. And guess what? That attracts the eagles. So you see lots of eagles flying all around. So I thought, well, for people who haven't had the opportunity to see salmon run or haven't had the opportunity to see a lot of bald eagles, uh, this would be a wonderful experience for them. So the timing is partly because it is the time when I could get an extremely low rate for everybody at the hotel. But the second reason is because it's spectacular time. I'm telling you, Washington is the time to be able to see nature at its best because you've got the bald eagles all over the place and you've got the salmon running like crazy for about three or four weeks. Now, it is true that Alderbrook is not next to the airport. <laughs> that is true. Uh, there is no hotel next to the airport that serves this particular need. I can assure you there's nothing on the water near the airport. So for those of you that will be coming and attending Jumpstart to Recovery and flying in to the airport, just a little sketch of what you're going to experience. When you fly into the airport, the Seattle airport, which is actually called SeaTac, it's about 20 miles south of Seattle. You get off the plane, and you'll want to have to, you don't have to, but you'll want to get a car. So you'll probably have to rent a car if you don't know anybody. 
And once you get into your rental car, you'll need to drive up to Seattle, which is just about a 20-minute drive. And when you get to the downtown area, you'll need to go down to the piers, which is where the ferries leave. You'll take a ferry ride, which is also a spectacular experience if that's not something you're accustomed to. It's about an hour, uh, actually, ferry ride across the water over to the peninsula. And then you take your car, you drive down the peninsula, not too far to actually then get to Alderbrook. There's some very specific uh, directional instructions on the website, and I'm getting even more detailed instructions from uh, the uh, uh, people at Alderbrook that have negotiated the contract with me. So you'll have full instructions on how to get down there. You'll have to plan on two or two and a half hours to actually get to Alderbrook, but it's really quite a marvelous trip. Now, you can also get to Alderbrook from the airport without taking a ferry. And I just want to say, don't do that. It'll stress you out. And the point is, we want you to have a stress-free experience. So the only stressful component of this is you'll be driving on the interstate up to Seattle, and depending on the hour, that can be a bit challenging. But once you get to downtown Seattle, you pop on the ferry, you've got a stress-free experience by just enjoying the ferry ride and riding down the interstate and then the other roads that are required to get to the Union Washington, which is right off the Hood Canal. Uh, these roads are pretty big roads. They're pretty heavily trafficked, uh, and so I think it'll be a much more pleasurable experience to take the ferry ride. There's no problems in getting the ferry either because at that time of year, uh, you'll be able to stand in line and get, get on to the next ferry that leaves. In the summertime, you can wait to two or three ferries before you actually get space on the ferry. So that's another reason for the timing. We knew no one would have any problems with uh, getting a ride on the ferry. Oh, and by the way, I also want to encourage everyone thinking about this as an experience, a healing experience for you and for your spouse or family member or child or parent or whoever might want to also come with you. Uh, I also want to encourage you to add on a little vacation either before or after. This is a spectacular uh, part of the country, uh, the Pacific Northwest. We have ancient forests. Uh, we have lakes and rivers that are just unbelievable. And there is the Olympic National Forest. So the Alderbrook is literally right next to the Olympic National Forest. So you can drive up. And you can literally ride all the way around the forest. There are several lodges, national park lodges, that will be open at that time of the year. So you can stay at those lodges. You can have the most incredible hiking experiences ever. Uh, you can obviously see quite a few uh, eagles. Uh, it's a spectacular experience uh, that everybody needs to have. So let me encourage you to either before the jump start or after consider the possibility of adding to your experience uh, seeing the Olympic National Park. It's a huge park, for those of you that don't know. It must be one of the largest parks in the in the country. So there's a lot of land mass, a lot of mountains, a lot of nature to be experienced. And again, it's one of the few places, I think, uh, left where we've got the ancient forest. So I encourage everybody that's going to attend uh, Jumpstart, particularly who obviously are not from Washington or nearby, to consider adding on a vacation to your trip. 
There's also a little discount for those of you that have family members. That's explained on the website. And we also have a need for some volunteers. So if you'd like to volunteer for the uh, program, there's a huge discount in the already low early bird tuition. So join us. Sign up today to get advantage of the early bird uh, discount. And uh, I think I can promise that you'll have quite an amazing and an incredible experience that you could have never imagined. I think that a lot of people hold this belief and this idea that it's going to take a long time for these symptoms to reverse. I think it can happen quickly, and that's what we're going to be working on at Jumpstart. Clearly, no promises or guarantees about what result you might get. But once the thoughts are transformed, once the trauma is addressed, once the family entanglements are unraveled, the pillars are no longer in place to support the symptoms. That means that the physical body can pretty quickly heal, which is exactly what you want to see in order to be able to see a full reversal and a healing of your symptoms. So join us at Jumpstart to Recovery. Again, the program that you'll sign up for consists not only of that two and a half days in Alderbrook with Deborah and I, but also it consists of being able to participate in the course, which is comprehensive and really tells you all the core of what you need in order to be able to see a full and complete relief from your symptoms. Now, what I'd like to do is to move to a discussion of uh, the questions that have been submitted in writing, and then we'll open up the whole system to those of you that would like to be able to ask a, less, uh, a question live. Now, you can also go ahead and ask a question and write it here on the system uh, right now, and I'll be happy to read that if you, you don't want to actually uh, talk it here on the system. The one question that has been submitted is from Gary in Atlanta, and here's what the question says. Not officially diagnosed, but have the symptoms. Notice that my stress level promotes it. Feel like giving up at times. Nutritionist via blood and hair sample says that I have an overactive adrenal gland as a factor. Is that possible? Yes, indeed. Is there really hope? Yes, indeed. How can I address the stress? So many people who have these neurological challenges, yes, they do have an overactive adrenal gland, which literally becomes overwhelmed. It can't handle the job that it needs to handle. And, of course, the adrenals are an essential organ for being able to manage all the hormones in the body. So they're a key organ. For those of you that don't know about the adrenals, they're these tiny little glands that are located directly on top of the kidneys. Why would you have an overactive adrenal gland? Because you are stressed. When we're stressed, we blow out our adrenal glands. Now, there are some wonderful supplements that can help address adrenal fatigue is another word that's used for it. Uh, when you have adrenal fatigue, you're going to have pretty low energy. And just what you describe here, Gary, you feel like giving up at times. That's right, because your energy level is so low. <coughs> There's just not enough steam in your engine to be able to be, have enough interest to do anything at all. Now, you ask the question, how can I address the stress? 
So without being able to talk with you, uh, it, we would uh, uh, make some suggestions that may or may not apply to you. Everybody has a different way of uh, knowing the best thing to pursue to address the stress. The one kind of a comment that I can start with is changes in life habits will have to be made if you're going to be able to address the stress. You're not going to be able to continue living the way you're living and be able to see a substantial and persistent reduction in your stress level. So first of all, just admit that, okay, yes, uh, you'll be able to address this. Yes, you'll be able to heal the overactive adrenal glands, and that's probably just one factor among others that are out of balance in your body. All that's possible, and you can get all the energy back that you need to manifest every dream that you might have ever envisioned. But you do have to make some changes in your habits. Uh, uh, the question is, why are you stressed, do you suppose? And if we were actually talking right now, I would ask that question. And, for example, if you say, well, my job is stressful, of course, the immediate response is, well, uh, do you – like to do your job? Do you love your job? If the answer is no, then of course the suggestion would be, well, find another job that you love to do. You need to quit that. That's creating the problem. Or are people in your life stressing you out? If so, you need to find new friends or even new family for that matter. You need to be around people that are positive and that support you. Now, there are some other methodologies that are quite wonderful for being able to address the issue of stress. One of them that's basically been supported by some wonderful research recently is mindfulness. Now, becoming more mindful means that you are totally present now. You're not worrying about what might happen in the future, and you're not agonizing over what has happened in the past. Mindfulness is not simply simply something that you turn on for a few minutes and then off. Mindfulness is something that becomes a daily habit so that you are every moment of your life living in the present. It takes some practice. It's not the kind of thing that all of a sudden happens immediately. You, you can't set the intention to say, okay, I'll just live in the present, because what you'll find is about 20 seconds later, you're going to be planning out what you're going to do in the next 10 minutes. Or you're going to be worrying about perhaps a parent or a grandparent or a child or a grandchild. In other words, you flip back and forth between worrying about the past and then agonizing over the future. So mindfulness means that you are, every moment of your life, you are always simply in the present. When you're in the present, stress cannot rear its ugly head. Now, Gary, oh, and I should also mention, I keep forgetting all the kinds of support services that I've provided for people. I also created a whole year-long program for mindfulness. You can get emails uh, that are a mindfulness challenge each week, and then about four days later I have an explanation of the implications of that for people diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. So there's a whole year-long mindfulness program. I took all of those challenges and I organized them into uh, nine little paperbacks. 
so they're paperbacks. They're also downloads, and so you can get one paperback and you can work with those challenges for about six weeks, and then you can get another paperback and work for those. So there are different ways to work the program. I created these mindfulness challenges for myself because what I realized is, well, it's a problem for me. I'm not that much able to be in the present. And so I began to just do each of these challenges myself for a whole year. When I realized it did help me, I knew it would help other people. So mindfulness is a practice that you might want to endorse and embrace. And, of course, not just through the kinds of uh, uh, mindfulness challenges that I've given. There are a lot of different mindfulness kind of support systems out there that you might want to explore now, there are also other ways to reduce stress. There are essential oils that are quite marvelous that really do bring the stress level down. There are certain herbs that are also useful for accomplishing just that. And there are also practices of Tai Chi and Qi Gong. These are ancient Chinese kind of practices. There are several people uh, that have found these are really successful in helping them to literally reverse all of their symptoms. And again, the reason is because they can bring their stress levels under control. So Bianca Molay is a person that found Qigong was the answer for her, her. Bill Bullock, too, more recently has found Qigong to be an answer for him, both of them uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. They've both been guests on my radio show. And then Danny Loney uh, found Tai Chi to be the answer for him. So they've become people who are advocates of this. Danny actually teaches Tai Chi to people with Parkinson's now. And Bill actually teaches Qigong to people with Parkinson's. And again, both of them uh, had been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Now, that's a, a short answer to your question, Gary. There are many other ways to address stress. Uh, I personally do not think that one of the better or preferred ways is to take anxiety medications, but that's my personal preference. Some people might find that uh, to be particularly useful. That is an option that you might, in fact, want to actually consider. So don't discount that as a possibility because it's always something that you might want to find will be actually very useful. Now, what I want to do is to look up here uh, at the question board to see if anybody has written a question for me to answer. I don't see anybody who's actually submitted anything in writing. So what I want to do now is to open up all of our uh, lines, uh, for those of you who are connecting in with your computer uh, or uh, those of you who have called in, and for anyone who would like to uh, to make a comment uh, or ask a question or speak up uh, in any way, uh, n now would be a good time to do that. So everybody is open now on the lines, and so all you have to do is speak, and we will hear you. Well, we hear noise on the, on the line because obviously the lines are open. Again, uh, invitation is anybody who'd like to be able to ask a follow-up question or have a discussion about any topic or raise another question, uh, speak up, and we'd be happy to change the direction of what we're doing right now.
well, I don't hear anybody speaking up. So I'm guessing that no one has an urgent question. I don't see any other questions that have been submitted. So let me encourage each of you to consider connecting into our Jumpstart to Recovery program. Again, it's an incredible opportunity to get all the support I really have to offer. Uh, I'm going to have all the content, all the instructional material that I've developed for helping people to reverse their symptoms uh, on the Udemy, and it's going to be available for a lifetime. So it's not the kind of thing you sign up for and can only have access for a month or two. Uh, you'll have access for that uh, for the rest of your life. And then also an opportunity to uh, uh, join others on the road to recovery at Alderbrook and our Jumpstart to Recovery experience that will be November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Deborah and I will lead and convene and facilitate that experience. Um, many of you have uh, been enrolled in previous Jumpstart to Recovery programs that have been Internet-based. And uh, in those programs, what I discovered is that some of what I wanted to accomplish is best done in a group setting. So, for example, identifying family entanglements is best done by setting up constellations in a group. And I promise those of you uh, who participated in the Jumpstart to Recovery programs that I would set the intention to make that happen. So I have. So you'll have an opportunity if you'd like to be able to have or see a constellation. Uh, if you, you'll have to email me in advance because I'm afraid we'll probably fill up and not have enough time for everyone. But this will be a chance for you to be able to get that business taken care of. There are also ways to be able to identify family entanglements that you'll see in the instructional course. So you don't have to come uh, to Alderbrook to be able to do that work. But it's quite fascinating to see for everyone how these entanglements can have compelling influence on a person who's currently experiencing Parkinson's symptoms. So I hope you can join us at Alderbrook. Uh, for us, it will be an exciting opportunity to offer support for persons who are solidly on the road to recovery. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery and a person who has conducted research now for the past decade, the past 10, almost now 11 years on identifying what in fact is causing these symptoms and what treatments can help actually reverse the symptoms. And I'd like to be able to have the opportunity to connect with each of you in Alderbrook so that we can facilitate a reversal of symptoms that you currently experience by uh, addressing what are the possible causes of your symptoms, by being able to transform, help you transform thoughts, by being able to help you release trauma, and be, by helping you to be able to unraveling entanglements in your family systems. Uh, and, of course, identify uh, toxins as well. So we'll do that in part at the actual face-to-face -face Alderbrook program, but you'll also get an incredibly, uh, well, body of, of uh, information that will help you reverse your symptoms from the course, from the Udemy course that, again, will be up and running, running before the Alderbrook program actually starts. Well, it's been an honor to connect with you today and to provide you with some of my perspectives on what causes the symptoms and what you can actually do about them as well. That's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound that are quite magnificent today. We yesterday were able to see three orcas swimming in our backyards. <laughs> when I say spectacular, 
the Pacific Northwest is a place that everyone needs to visit if you don't live here. And this is a place where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Check out the Jumpstart to Recovery program, www.jumpstart.parkinsonsrecovery.com. You can always reach me at my email, robert at parkinsonsrecovery.com. It's been an honor and a privilege for me to connect with you on this program today. Know that by connecting in and listening to the discussion today, you are on the road to recovery. May we connect soon, November 1st, at Alderbrook in Union, Washington. Good day.